Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by your mom commenting on your Facebook post. Hey mom, don't. Hey guys, it's me, Tessa Bailey. It's Wednesday. We're here with the third installment of Securing Brene by Susan Stoker. And I'm not going to keep you, but I wanted to let you know that we have a couple of releases from Read Me Romance authors out today. One is Knocking Her Up by Jenica Snow. It's on Kindle Unlimited and it's 99 cents standalone as well. And that, that's part of the Hot Bites series. So I'll put that uh, link in the show notes. And also out today is uh, Renaissance Man by yours truly. I did add it was uh, sorry, if you aren't familiar with that, it's a uh, the audiobook that I did for season one of Read Me Romance. And it's now it's out in ebook. So I did add some bonus material quite a bit, actually. And I was laughing because <laughs> I like, I texted Leah and Mel and I was like, why can't I just have them being like happy and getting married? Like I have to have her like stuck in a burning building. (laughs) Why? Uh, So spoiler alert, there is a little bit of suspense, but it's a happily ever after because of course. So go pick up Renaissance Man as well. And okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave you in suspense. I'm gonna send you into some romantic suspense. How's that for a segue? Here is installment number three of Securing Brene by Susan Stoker. Enjoy! Chapter 3 A week later, Brene was on the first floor of the apartment complex getting her mail from the mailroom when the door opened. She turned to see who had entered and stared at the woman in surprise. Kate? The woman looked startled for a moment, then tilted her head to the side and said, Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with faces. Have we met? Brene smiled, liking the younger woman immediately. She was old enough to be her mother if she'd had a daughter when she'd first gotten married, but also something about Kate spoke to her. She'd taken it upon herself to learn as much as she could about the young woman who'd been the victim on the beach a couple of weeks ago. Not really, I'm Brene Creasy. My husband is Rear Admiral Creasy. Kate immediately blushed. Oh, Lord, I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you. I feel like an idiot. My boyfriend talks about your husband all the time. He admires him so much. And he was there when that crap on the beach went down. I haven't seen him since then, but I wanted to thank him again for all he did. Brene waved off Kate's thanks. He was just doing what he does best. Kate bit her lip, then said, I've worked around military people for a while now, and I've learned to watch what I say, especially to spouses. I never know if they're going to take what I say the wrong way or not. And now that I'm dating a SEAL, I'm even more paranoid I'm going to say the wrong thing, especially to someone who's married to someone as high-ranking as your husband. But... I really want to ask something. I just don't know if I should. Renee's respect for the young woman rose even more at her honesty. She reminded her a lot of herself 25 years ago. She'd tried so hard to fit in, to make friends, 
only to get stabbed in the back more than once. It wasn't until she'd stopped caring what everyone else thought that she finally came into her own. Please, be honest. I can't stand people who are nice to me because of who my husband is or any other superficial crap. Is your husband okay? Kate asked. Renee blinked. She thought for sure Kate was going to ask what in the world they were doing living in the apartment complex, or what it was like being married to one of the highest-ranking officers on the base, or something about the SEALs. The last thing she expected was for her to ask about Dag. No one ever wondered how her husband coped with stuff that happened. They just assumed he was fine because he'd been a SEAL. She had to take a second to compose herself before she answered, He's okay. Thanks. Kate reached out and put her hand on Brene's arm. Seriously, is he really okay? Rocco said he was friends with... She swallowed hard before continuing. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure he was doing all right. Rocco didn't personally know the guy, so he was just worried about me when the stuff on the beach happened. I didn't even know your husband, and he didn't know me, other than in the scope of the investigation. So everything probably hit him differently. Renee covered Kate's hand with her own. She had a feeling in 20 years, the other woman would be a great wife to her own high-ranking husband and a huge asset to the Navy. He's good. One thing you learn when you're married to a tough-as-nails alpha Navy SEAL is how to help your man let off steam. You figure out when he needs to be held tightly and when to back off and let him work through shit on his own. I'm not saying it wasn't a blow, but Dag's okay. Thank God. I was worried about him, Kate said. And you're okay too? Brene chuckled. I should be asking you that. I'm more thankful than I can say that Rocco insisted on teaching me how to float a week before everything happened. You don't know how to swim? Brene asked in surprise. Kate chuckled. Nope, but I'm pretty good at floating now. Let me guess, Rocco has since taken you for several more lessons. Of course he has, Kate told her easily but it's not exactly a hardship to see him in his bathing suit. I imagine it isn't, Brene told her. Kate looked at the mailboxes, then back at Brene, and her brow crinkled. Are you here picking up mail for someone? Nope, I live here, temporarily, until the damn builders get off their asses and finish our house. Kate laughed. Thank God, for a second, I was wondering how horrible Navy pay had to be for a rear admiral to be living here. Brene laughed with her. We sold our house sooner than we thought. And since there weren't any open houses on the base, we just bit the bullet and put most of our stuff in storage and rented the apartment here until our house is completed. That makes sense. I haven't officially moved out of my apartment yet, but after everything that happened, Rocco was pretty insistent I move in here with him. Brene nodded. I know we just met and all, and it's not my place to give you advice, but moving in with someone is a big step. And I'm saying this woman to woman. Be careful and don't give up your independence for a man. 
I mean, I like Rocco and the others on his team, but if they're anything like my husband, they like to be in charge and to get what they want. Luckily, Kate didn't take offense. Believe me, I know. I've thought about this long and hard. I've still got my own bank account. I'll be starting a new job soon. And honestly, I want to be with Rocco full time. Before everything happened, I hated sleeping in my apartment by myself. I get what you're saying, though, and I appreciate it more than you know. Renee smiled. It's just that I see so many young women rushing into relationships, even giving up their financial independence because they're desperate to be with a man. Honestly, Rocco wants me to work. I think he feels it'll keep me busy when he gets sent on a mission. He's smart. That's very true, Brene told Kate. After 30 years of being married to a military man who was a SEAL for much of that time, believe me when I tell you that you need your own life and your own friends. More often than not, he'll miss important events in your life, although not of his own volition, and you'll need your own tribe to help you when he can't. Does it ever get easier? Kate asked. What? Missing your husband when he's gone? Worrying about him? Honestly? Kate nodded. No. When the other woman's face fell, Brene hurried to explain. But I'd never in a million years ask Dag to do anything other than what he's doing. Even when he was gone for over six months one year, I never considered complaining to him about the time he was away from me and our kids. He was doing what he loved, important work. And all that time away made me appreciate him more when he was home. And the same went for him with me. The best thing you can do for Rocco is support him. And know that even though his duty to his country is important, you are just as important. Thanks. I needed to hear that. He hasn't even been gone that much since we've been together, but I dread it. If you ever want to talk, I'm happy to give you my number. I know when I first started dating Dag, I had so many questions about everything. I appreciate it. I'd love that. I've made pretty good friends with some of the other SEAL wives, and while they're super friendly and all, I feel kind of like I'm on the outskirts when I'm with them. Not because of anything they've done, but simply because they've known each other for so long. You'll find your own tribe, Renee reassured her. Rocco is the only one of his team to have a girlfriend, right? Yeah, but how do you know that? Kate asked. Renee smiled. I'm a rear admiral's wife. It's my job to know everything about the dependence of the men under my husband's command. You make me miss my mom, Kate blurted, then grimaced. Sorry, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I'm not saying you're old or anything. Shit, she mumbled, putting her forehead in her hand. I'm going to shut up now before I make things worse. It's fine, Brene told her with a chuckle. You remind me of my daughter, and I miss her a lot, so we're even. The two women smiled at each other. Just then, they heard a commotion outside the small mailroom. Both women turned to see what was going on. A woman was loudly berating a man at her side, 
her hands gesturing wildly as she spoke. Holy crap, Kate breathed. She sounds really pissed. Brene watched uneasily. The fight didn't sound like a normal disagreement. The woman was borderline hysterical, screaming at the man for allegedly cheating on her with the skank in apartment 247. The man wasn't helping matters by rolling his eyes at the woman. Then she grabbed his arm and yanked on it, hard. The man jerked to a stop and turned to glare at the woman. She reached up and put both hands on his chest, shoving him. He took a step backward, then brought his hands up and pushed her right back. Brene gently grabbed hold of Kate's arm and pulled her back, away from the door. We should do something, Kate protested. Brene shook her head. No. But what if he hurts her? Do you have your phone on you? Brene asked, ignoring Kate's question. She shook her head. I left it upstairs because I was just going to grab the mail and go right back up. Brene's stomach clenched. She didn't have her phone either for the same reason. The woman's screeching stopped abruptly, and Brene was scared to peer through the window of the mailroom to see why. Something about the situation had her hackles up from the start. Then they heard the man let out a shocked scream, followed by a loud thud. Kate inched forward and peered out the window. Then she turned back to Brene, her face white as a sheet. She's stabbing him. What? Brene asked in shock. She moved up beside Kate and could hardly believe what she was seeing. The woman was hovering over the man who was on the ground. Her arm flew up, then back down plunging a knife into his chest even as they watched. Then she did it again and again. Bile rose up in Brene's throat at what she was witnessing. The woman was out of control, plunging the knife into the man's chest, belly, and even his crotch over and over in a completely uncontrollable frenzy. Step away from the window slowly, Brene whispered to Kate. Just then, the elevator door opened nearby and a woman walked into the lobby. She took one look at the bloody and violent murder happening right in front of her eyes and screamed at the top of her lungs. It was enough to startle the woman with the knife. She looked up, right into Brene's wide, shocked gaze. Ignoring the resident who had turned and run down the hall as fast as she could, probably to the exit at the end of the hallway, the woman with the knife stood kicked the man at her feet who was no longer moving and headed for the mailroom with a look of malevolence on her face. Brene looked down and realized that the door to the mailroom didn't lock. It was a simple swinging door. She pulled on Kate's arm, yanking her backward toward the sorting table and trash bin on the opposite side of the room from the mailboxes. Shit, 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 Kate muttered as she stumbled away from the door. In seconds, the crazed woman kicked the door open, and it made an extremely loud bang as it slammed against the wall of the mailroom. You, she said with a malicious look in her eye as she pointed the tip of the bloody knife in her hand at Kate. You're gonna pay for flirting with my boyfriend. Hey, I'm back. Did you guys love that or what? 
Oh, I love Susan Stoker. She's like my new obsession. If you want some more of her, go to Kindle Unlimited. Buy her uh, or click her Mountain Mercenaries series and her Ace Security series. Kate, I think you've met her at this point in the story. She has her own, which uh, Susan hints at pretty heavily. So you definitely want to go check out Securing Kate uh, so you can get more of this world. And make sure you... Go enter the giveaway for a free audiobook that Susan is doing. I'll put the link below. And we'll be back, on, be back on Thursday with more goodness for you. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me